0: What is up everybody? Welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia. This week is El Trafico week. It's a big week. It always lives up to the moment. These games doesn't matter what form you're in. It doesn't matter what you ate that week. It doesn't matter how you're coming into this week because it, it just all that matters is Saturday. And who's hungrier and who wants it more. So you got LAFC versus LA Galaxy this Saturday at BMO Stadium. And here to help me talk about all that, we got Justin Ruderman. Doing Justin, well, man. how you
1: doing? week is always fun. The banter has already started. Billy Sharp, I believe, started it immediately after the game, right? He said, yeah, the lads have told me it's a little hostile and I'm ready. I'm excited for it. So, uh, yeah, getting ready already. It's it's going to be an exciting one. And I I just have this feeling, you know, that this is a big one. Um, and if, and it, it kind of feels a lot weird to say that when LAFC is kind of at the top of the Western Conference and Galaxy is you know closer to the bottom. But it doesn't feel that way because Galaxy are the ones in good form and LAFC are the ones in bad form, right? So it kind of seems like they're meeting in the middle and it's obviously a very, very big game for both teams in terms of the playoff race. So uh, this feels like it's going to be a really, really big and exciting El Trafico.
0: Yeah, no, it is. And especially we saw what Ricky Mm -hmm. did last time, you know, what he did, what he did last time against LAFC at the Rose Bowl. The last matchup was just insane. Obviously, it was historical by the, by the attendance over eighty eighty two thousand 82,000 fans that attended that match. And, you know, just that the rivalry just keeps on growing. Obviously, you got new, new characters into the fold. Like you just mentioned Billy Sharp, who just joined the LA Galaxy. He's going to be interested. But you know, we should talk about a little. – let's talk a little bit about the LAFC side because LAFC's third straight game that they've had a loss. They're not looking good. Um, like I just mentioned, form doesn't matter, but LAFC in the grand scheme of things is starting to go they're, – they're downtrending, you know, and then it's not something you expect. And, yeah, they're third, but it, it doesn't feel like they're as dominant as they were to start the year. Um, let, let's talk about this Portland matchup. <clears throat> they ended up losing 2-0. A Portland team who just recently sacked their head coach, Gio Savarese. Um, they're looking different, obviously, but no one expected them to. I, I was I wouldn't expect them to win, necessarily, because it's a big matchup. But you didn't expect them to lose 2-0. Um, what, what are your thoughts on this game? What, you? Yeah,
1: take? I mean, it's one of those where it's always tough to go into Portland and play this type of game. But you kind of expected LFC to go in and at least get a point. They really needed three points from this game in the way that the Western Conference is shaking out if they want to go and chase St. Louis because um, it's getting that difficult. Obviously, the the game in a couple weeks against St. Louis will probably decide if they really have a shot at that. But right now, it's more you got to keep what you got, right? You got to fend off the people behind you at this point. Uh, And that, that is difficult when you're not picking up points against teams who are not in the playoff picture at the moment. And that is what Portland is, right? Um, especially when you look ahead at their next five games, we talk about, you know, Galaxy is by far the the lowest in the standings of those next five games. And that doesn't, form doesn't matter in El Trafico. So it doesn't get easier from here for LAFC, which is, I think, the main point when you're looking at this type of game. Um, And they just, they quite frankly, didn't perform uh, on the day. They couldn't really create very much. Portland basically said, here, LAFC, you can have the ball. What are you going to do with it? Uh, And LAFC, didn't have an answer uh you know the first shot on goal i believe came from kellen costa in the 60th minute for lafc so it was uh it just wasn't very creative there wasn't a ton of chances mario wasn't really involved the entire game i don't think he had a single shot on target or shot at all maybe um throughout the match, so you obviously want to see him get more involved, but without Boongo, without these other things, there there were some problems. Matej Bogush was played out on the wing. Uh, he was asked to come more inside, drop underneath, play as a midfielder almost for, from the wing coming in uh, and try and create, but that doesn't really work when you know he's out on the wing and and he is a true midfielder, uh, but that's limited because of the options that you don't have. You know three wingers in Boanga, Stipe, and Kike Olavera out on international duty. Um, so it kind of forced Rundlo's hand a little bit there. Didn't really work out. So I think uh, yeah, just a, a lot of problems. And I think uh, maybe one more problem that we can dive into a little bit more if you want to, Gio.
0: Yeah, I mean I think. Also, just looking at this, I mean, Portland's eleventh in, in the in the MLS West standings. Um, even without those players, even being thir- third team up top, you should have a better performance. It's not. And I think one of one of the big things is also too the goalkeeper position for for L A F C is um, John McCarthy back to back games where a goal he should have stopped or you know and it gets by him, and it's the second game in a row he had one against Miami. We should I think that first goal he should have done a better job positioning wasn't there the second game now back to back games. Uh, I think it may be a very, very big time decision to to look forward and potentially make a goalkeeper change because it's not looking good. Those, those type of mistakes shouldn't happen this, this point in the season for a keeper like of John McCarthy who has yeah. that experience.
1: And, and you're absolutely right. And the thing here, it's the problem to me because I think what we all knew the, the big leg up that Cropot has on McCarthy is, Playing with the ball at his feet, right? He's a much better passer of the ball. When you look at that statistically, uh, McCarthy has about 63%, and Crepou's more at 67%. Right, so it's a considerable difference there in terms of that. But even the long ball percentage, 41 to 36%, uh, a big difference there in terms of the distribution that Kripo can can send out. And I wrote about this in my uh, article for, from uh, yesterday or two days ago now. The the game. Because it's you you know those type of things, and really the calling card for McCarthy has always been well he's a good shot stopper right, and I think that comes from him being a penalty specialist. We know that we saw that in MLS Cup. That's how he kind of got his name recognition right, Uh, and very you know deservedly so. It was an incredible performance, but his save percentage is also dropping now, and it's it's you know at about sixty eight percent, which is below um what what Carpeau was at so it, it's tough to see because it's like he's been he to me was very good in the beginning of the season shot stopping wise he was his numbers were up there with some of the best in the league and it's been dropping as of recently to a point where you're not any better than Kripo and potentially worse than Kripo in shot stopping. So if you can't make up the drop off that you have in terms of the ball with your feet, it's time to make that playoff change. Um, and the reason I say it's a playoff change is because that is coming up right soon. And we know from, you know, time with Bob Bradley and any other soccer that you've watched, if you don't, if you watch any others besides LAFC is changing back and forth between your goalkeepers is not helpful. And you need to make that change as soon as possible. Because you don't want to make that change in, you know, the first playoff game or uh, decision day or, you know, right up until playoffs because you want Krupo to have as much confidence and flow and uh, form that he can build before the really big games coming up. And that's already, you know, upon us, really, the big games are. So it's to me that that change needs to be made as soon as possible. But I question whether Shrundalo really is going to make it because to me i have been saying you know for probably a month that this needs to be uh done because of what i just said it needs to happen ahead of time rather than when we got to this point mm-hmm. now where it's like it's it's a very urgent thing now which is why we have to talk about it
0: yeah also too like we're just like what like a like a month away from the from the from this well give it another month a month away from mm-hmm. the playoffs starting right towards the end towards the end of october and I think also when you look at, uh, right, if you're going to make the switch, it's rather sooner than later. So you can give at some uh, a month, you know, month worth of games. You know, obviously, I it may be a little difficult ahead of the LAFC, LA Galaxy, also Africa. But I think when you look at John McCarthy, there's no way he should be commi- committing the same mistake twice in back-to-back games. And I think that's where it gets, it gets sticky for McCarthy. That's where you know there's going to be pressure for Steve Cherono because there's no way this could happen a third time and and if there's any game that could happen a third time it's going to be el trafico because anything can happen in those games you know the emotion anything like that and if if you're if you're a goalkeeper and you're John McCarthy you you will have to know that that's in the back of your mind like you've already had two mistakes like this and another little situation can happen again a mistake like this is very repetitive if it's not you know assessed uh, at the coaching, or he's he, he's benched or whatever. Um, but I, I I don't know if, I, if, I, if I, from what I've seen from Chirundolo, um this past this past year, with some of his uh, coaching decisions, I don't know if we'll see it this game. But I think I, I, I would agree with you. It has to be made. Like Max uh, Max Rapo has to come in and be and be the starting goalkeeper um, to see where he's at, right? Because it, it, there's there's been too many mistakes from John McCarthy that you didn't expect were going to happen, and I think now is the time to just look at and be like, okay, Maxine kripo we've seen what he's done in the past for, for LAFC. Now you got to see what if you can take the team all the way or as far as this team is going to take it. Because there's going to be times that your, your goalkeeper is going to have to keep you in a game. There's going to be times where a goalkeeper is going to have to be the man of the match, right? There's just going to be half the times. And for a lot of times that happened for LAFC last season, that happened for LAFC at the start of this year. But when it's getting this, this weird situation where the team is not flowing uh and these mistakes are happening you you need a you need to have a, a some of our internal change for LA, LAFC yeah
1: and you know we the law the Miami one to me is like he might have thought long was going to block it and he made a great save on Messi and then you know the Portland one was embarrassing but I try and look through the, you know the individual mistakes and and into the stats which is why I brought them out earlier because it's just when When you see those glaring mistakes it 's easy to say, "Make the switch," but when the stats back up what your eyes are telling you that 's when you know that it's really uh time to make that change right because you know well, not only do I believe it in what i 'm watching but also the stats are telling me that probably it's better um, with the other guy in there and it's it's an interesting one not to throw another twist in the tail, but both of these guys are out of contract at the end of the season uh and you know, I don't think that Maxime Crepo wants to stick around LAFC. Should he not be the starter, right? Um, John McCarthy maybe a little bit more willing, but now he's he's seen that starter light, and maybe another team will give him that starting spot. So, uh, it it might affect LAFC beyond just this season. This type of decision.
0: Yeah, and I think I think yeah. I mean, you got to see who who you're gonna want to keep, right? And if 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 you think Maxine Krempo could potentially be your guy, because you got two keepers that want to be the starter, um, definitely Maxine Krempo does not want to be on the sideline, and maybe this is the extra push that you know maybe you know. Tips it over for for Maxine Capo moving forward. But we see happens. Uh, I definitely think the switch needs to happen a lot sooner than later. Um, another thing, let's talk about uh, LAFC. Obviously, we, you talked about other international players called up. I still think um, we didn't see obviously Carlos Vela and Danny Buanga. Obviously, we don't we don't know how the the relationship is. I think the last time we saw was just like the the viral clip that went viral of him being upset. Obviously, the offense isn't flowing. They weren't able to score this game. Last game, they just scored off of like 90th minute, you know, extra extra time, you know, corner kick. I think Ryan Hollingshead was the one that scored it. Um, but it wasn't from any of the, uh, the top three forwards, um, and it's not flowing. And I think that there's questions to be to be dealt there. Like Mario Gonzalez, it's not looking good. He's not looking like the number nine everybody expected him to be. I still say you got to give him more time, unfortunately, but he doesn't have more time. He doesn't don't have more time. You know, it, 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 it's one of those things, right? So you need – and right now, like and like I mentioned, LA, Carlos Vela and Danny Buong, you got to see how that is because, you know, when you don't pass the player, the ball, the ball right there when he has an opportunity to score, a clear chance of scoring a goal, but I kind of wonder where that is. And I, I just feel like LAFC is just not flowing right now. A lot of different things aren't going the way. They aren't getting the results. The offense is not looking good. Vela's not scoring goals. Danny Buong is not scoring goals. It's all lot of frustration. station and going to El Trafico, right? Form doesn't matter, but also relationships do matter. If these players aren't flowing and anything like that, LA Galaxy may have a really, really solid chance of being LFC at BMO Stadium this weekend.
1: Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it at the top. It's LFC are not in good form, right? They've lost, I mean, the the turning point in the season we can go back to was this game right here, the CONCACAF Champions League final, right? That's what it was. It, It was... Before that game, LAFC had lost three of their 20 matches in all competitions since that final. 11 of 20 in all competitions they've lost that is the difference in this and it's it's interesting to me because you know i asked steve schrundelow this at the at the time after that game uh in in preparation for returning to mls play i said how do you you know rejuvenate this team make sure that loss doesn't hit you mentally uh how do you give them a pep talk do you do anything in the locker room what's what's the approach and he said no i don't think anything needs to be done um and you know he said you can come back to me later if if it seemed like maybe there should have been something done well i think there should have been something done because it seemed like the team continue in the long term took a hit from that uh and you can blame injuries and these things and that but I think that it's very obvious what has happened throughout this season, and that was a very, very tough loss for this team to take. Something that they hadn't remember felt under Shrundalo. They had seen unprecedented success. They had won the Supporters Shield. They had won MLS Cup. They had qualified, obviously, for Champions League. They had done. Ev- they had accomplished everything that they wanted to accomplish up until that point under Shrundalo. That was the first real negative. Um, then, of course, now they've been knocked out of leagues cup uh in a in a very tough way and things like that now it's in a very tough playoff race so the the real tough part is this last end of the season going into playoffs and questions need to be answered because lafc do not have silverware this season they have another shot in Campionas cup and that's going to be the big shot but other than that you got to go and win uh you know make mls cup to even get a western conference trophy right so it's going to be interesting and making the Concave champions cup is obviously still a motivation, but you need to finish top two. Uh, you, you need to win the West probably to do that actually, because the East is so much better this season. So um, it, it's just going to be very, very tough uh, throughout the rest of the season, but that's what makes it exciting for us as people who are going to, you know, cover it and commentate on it is, well, you know, there's always going to be talking points because either you're going to rise up to the occasion and win those games and get the points that you need or, it's going to be the other side of that coin.
0: Yeah, and look, if you look at what if she's scheduled, they only have seven games left. The next three are very, very tough games. I mentioned El Trafico this Saturday. You got St. Louis next weekend, and then the following weekend after that, you got Philadelphia. and oh, the, So three, and then he, three games that if they, if they don't go their way, you know. The and then you got Campiones Cup
1: to. and then Real Salt Lake, which is, you know. So... The next five are really, in my opinion, the toughest stretch of five games this all season for LAFC in all competitions. Uh, And four of those are huge games in terms of uh, MLS and the playoff picture, especially those games against St. Louis and RSL, who are direct rivals for where you're going to place in that Western Conference. So I think this is a decisive stretch. This is a season-defining stretch for LAFC.
0: Yeah, look, it could also be one of these things. It's very, very, very uh, a long season in terms of just like the travel and all these different things. I'm not look. I'm not going to make an excuse to them. They should be playing way better. They should have won these games. And I think games like León, games like the Inter Miami, like games where they just look defeated, which we've never really seen them look like that. I think um, games like that, you see the real frustration, right? Like Carlos Vela not getting the pass. There's just certain things that's happened this season. That you didn't expect that you expect them to play better and like to see them get dominated against inter miami to see them get dominated against club leon and just different things like that you expected them like oh, you can get beat but when you get dominated like that it just it, it look you look at the seem a little bit different right because you you expected more of them they have a lot of talent um there's certain maybe decisions maybe sharon to come down better and move, move different pieces and i just feel like just this type of season, and with this stretch coming up, we, we may see them. We may see them potentially fall off. We may see them. Obviously, uh, you and I would like to see them see see them go as far as they can. But it, when the team is not flowing, and they're just too many questions, and they're just and the and the main players aren't flowing, <laughs> like I mentioned earlier, like Carlos Vela and Danny Buanga, and and everything's just not going the way. We may see this team completely fall apart. And I, and I wouldn't be surprised if that were to happen because there's just too many, too many things that just shouldn't shouldn't happen uh, at this level of a team. And I think you're gonna start when you have these big players and these big names, and when things don't start going, you start to see people's egos and personality come out a lot more. Because when you're winning, it's easy when you're winning. You're not going to really critique or anything like that. But when you're losing, those big personalities are going to yeah. come out.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. It's going to be interesting because Sergi Palencia was talking about this actually in his post game presser. He said, You know, I've been in teams where you lose, you know, a couple games in a row and players start pointing fingers at whoever made the mistake, this and that. He said, LFC's locker room is not like that. But, you know, it, 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 it. it a couple more games I'm and they'll get the- that's what i'm saying <laughs> because I- if if couple what you're saying games. happens right if lafc really can't find the points in these next few games they don't stay in third place they go drop sixth seventh eighth place that is going to start dropping crisis into the lafc fan base and that is not going to be good that is is you know what they want to avoid at all costs and um Obviously they want home, f- home field in, in playoffs, right? Top four is very important and the higher you can get the better because LAFC is, uh, you know, that home field is, is one of the biggest in MLS at BMO stadium.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's going to be That's going to be very important. Um, let's talk about this mm-hmm. galaxy side a little bit. Um, coming in, like I mentioned, they, they won the last of Tráfico. um, exciting, Two exciting matchup, Look, like the final Tráfico of the year. Yeah, the final traffic of the year this season. Um, look, they 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 last two games they've tied, they tied obviously last night against St. Louis at home. They tied against Houston uh, a couple weeks ago. And then obviously they beat San Jose in San Jose. Uh, and they also, they, well, they, they haven't lost in their last, what, four games. They haven't lost in the last four, uh, mm-hmm. four games, which is pretty good for them. They're in 13th place. Obviously, they, they, they need to keep winning in order to obviously move up in the standings. Uh, they got 30 points. They're about what, what, four points away from ninth place. Or is it eight, 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 eight nine, it? nine well, it? So the eighth and ninth have the playoff nine. right The You know? Okay. We'll say like, they're four points away from making the playoffs. Right. Uh, you know, that's, that's not far. That's not, I mean, there's, there's two games away from them uh, potentially right. being in the playoffs in the mix. This other galaxy team is flowing. They got new players. Um, You know, they made some adjustments that have been very uh, impressive. They got Barrios, they got Fagundes, they got Billy Sharp. Uh, Players are actually helping them out and um, looking like a better team to finish out this year. What are your thoughts on the the elegance uh, coming to us? Yeah, no,
1: I think... I'm not sure exactly what the injury updates will be on on Jalen Neal and Caligari. I think it's it's going to be you know tough for them with the those injuries. But I think as you say the additions that they've made. Billy Sharp looks ready already. Miyashita looks strong um in the back, and and I think that you know will has done an incredible job in terms of what he's done in this. And I credit him because I don't know who else in the in the organization would be making these type of decisions. I believe Wilkens should be their GM already, but. Uh, You know, he's come in and through a transfer ban, brought in Fagundes, brought in Yoshida on a free, Sharp on a free, uh, Serio Alfaro for like 200K and 125K uh, cheap money and then sold Efra Alvarez for $2.2 million, which is just like, how do you possibly get that type of money for a player who is basically, who's about to be out of contract, right? That is incredible business. So. I think what he's done is fantastic. And I think it's definitely helped LA galaxy. Um, I, the locker room seems, uh, you know, rejuvenated, ready to, to fight for playoffs. And no, it's not out of the question. Uh, obviously they would have liked to get three points, uh, you know, last night with, you know, 10 men, St. Louis that they had for about 30 minutes. That was, you know, a, a real big opportunity. They were able to get the draw aided by a very, very questionable penalty call. I may say <laughs> handball penalty call, but um, but you know, it, it's still in that playoff race, as you say, four points out. Um, so it's, it, that's why to me, the steel traffic was just going to be so important because yes, LEFC need those points as we just talked about, but LA Galaxy need them just as much, if not more.
0: Yeah. And then, and they need them more. And I think also to this, this Galaxy team is like, there's a, there's a couple times when you feel like, oh yeah, even though they're not good, they're not as good that, I, there's a certain times like last year or start, start of this year, LAFC was more intimidating, mm. right? Because how they're flowing now. Like, LAFC does not, like, not think they ever, like, struck fear, like, in opponents, but there was times like, oh man, I don't know how this is going to go. And this one's, like, more like LAFC's, like, going, like, because of the downward trend, it's like they seem a little bit more, um, what's the word? Fallible. Like, the, the possibility of it, yeah, the possibility of LAC getting beat. Is is very very likely. like teams can feel it right and and the LA Galaxy team could definitely feel it. And That's why I feel like uh, I wouldn't be surprised how, and I would kind of lean on them a little bit more this week and for them to get the win because just there's just so many things going wrong with LAFC on their own end and there's things right now the Galaxy the LA Galaxy are, are looking like they're the team that are flowing they're the team that are ready for the playoffs you know even though they're, they're towards the bottom they're the team that are still, that have this momentum. And LA and then LAFC doesn't and doesn't look like they they got it. They they're, they're the ones that should be having the momentum. They're the ones that should be making these moves and getting all these signings and all these different things. And you know, like, unfortunately, some of the signing the signings that they've had as of right now hasn't really helped, hasn't been able to help the team, you know. And I think you know the signings that the Galaxy has done has made their team better, has helped them out, you know. It's gonna give them that chance to see if they can make the playoffs and all these different things. And that that's why for me. If Ga- I'm not going to be surprised if Galaxy get the win this yeah. year.
1: no, I I think you make a lot of great points there. And uh, going back to your original point, because I think it was a great one, is that in the beginning of the season, LAFC kind of had this aura about them where they went into places and it was like, yeah, they're going to get three points. You know, you better bring out your very best, otherwise, you're not walking out of there with a point, right? And it it just doesn't feel that way anymore. Um, and the other side of it, which I'll add on to your point, is that Ricky Pooj. Pug- he shows up in these type of games man like I every, every time and to me time. it's like you know Ricky Puj can can have his criticism for not being consistent enough this is why I think European teams are not coming in for him because he's very talented he's obviously you know incredibly uh, one of the most talented players in the league in my opinion but he doesn't show up consistently in the in the whatever games he does what he wants in the big games Ricky Pouge says okay I, I'm here to play know he knows when the cameras are on right and he showed that in the rose bowl he sh- he shows that consistently whenever ricky Pouge believes it's a big game ricky Pouge is going to drop a 10 out of 10 performance and that to me is is makes him a big game player which uh is exactly what this is going to be
0: obviously so well i was going to say well i was going to say just so just to add and kind of just go a little go a little bit back on that just like I feel like the last four in the last four games he's had at mm-hmm. least one goal. In the last four games. So Ricky Pooch is kinda of rolling right now. And and then just to add it on, he I expect Ricky Pooch to have a to have a goal and assist or a goal contribution in this game. He loves these games. He shows up to these games and it, and then like I enjoy watching big time players make big time game big time moments in big time games. And like the way he did, he scored after all the criticism, even we talked about him like, hey, can you do it uh, against the first team? He did it in the first team against eighty two thousand mm. plus. You know he's motivated. He's gonna want to beat LAFC in this one. And you know I expect to have I expect to see R- Ricky Pooch be motivated, be excited, and, and try to get the try to get under the skin of LAFC fans because the last time LAFC fans saw him at BMO Stadium was when he took off his shirt. Right now he's coming back. I, I was at the U.S. Open Cup now. Now he's coming back. And he's doing. He's gonna come back to BMO Stadium. Look, he's already to me to us. He's already proved that he is the guy in these big time games, right? But I think just to be back at BMO Stadium and be in front of the fans, you know, in enemy territory, it's gonna be an exciting match. No, but it's match. a great
1: point you make. Four goals in his last five because it's it's saying Ricky Pouge is motivated to make playoffs. He sees that line and he says, "Well, I can go do that. I can make it happen for my team." And that that's what he's looking like as of recently. And it only gets bigger in El Trafico, right? It's only going to be amplified. So, yeah, yeah. as you say, I expect a big game out of Ricky Pouge.
0: Yeah, no, I do too. It's, it's going to be a good one, And like I said, to start of the show. These games rarely, rarely, Danny r- rarely. Danny Belong is going scored. to be ready
1: too, though, by the way. He's going to be very eager to, to score some goals because they made him fly all the way to the Gabon uh, qualifier to play 10 minutes and fly all the way back to L.A. So he's going to be ready and ramped up to go
0: yeah we're gonna see yeah well hopefully hopefully they, they flow this weekend because they, they need him and bella and mario but if they don't you know i don't know about mario just yet mario just shit. it's, not, it's yeah. not looking like the guy unfortunately he's yeah definitely got to
1: give time. him some time but it's yeah doesn't look like he's connecting yet hopefully in the future it'll it'll develop but yeah no, not great signs so far
0: yeah all right, guys, we'll see what happens this weekend. It's going to be a very, very exciting game. And if you get an opportunity to definitely come out to the game, if you haven't been to one this year, this is the game to do it. Uh, man, these games rarely disappoint. The motion is going to be there. It's on a Saturday. Uh, what more do you want? You know, Saturday night, you know, watching some footy. LAC versus LA Galaxy. So with that, guys, that wraps things up. For Justin, this is Jill. Catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody.